0: Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, April 19th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey and Connecticut. And it includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Maya Sargent. And I'm Taylor Masetta. Here are today's headlines. A parking garage collapsed yesterday afternoon in the financial district of Lower Manhattan. First responders called to the scene managed to rescue five New Yorkers, but the collapse did result in one death. The parking garage sat on top of a four-story building. The New York City Fire Department sent the new robotic DigiDog into the building to evaluate the damage. They also used drones to survey the scene. This ensured firefighter lives were not at risk. Pace students were evacuated from two nearby campus buildings and evening classes were cancelled. Students have now been granted permission to return to the buildings. The cause of the collapse is still unclear. A review into the incident is currently being conducted by the Department of Buildings. Coney Island residents are rallying today. They are opposing proposed plans to build a casino in the area. Advocates say that the Coney Casino will worsen traffic, congestion, crime and bankruptcy rates. The rally is being hosted by the United Front Against Displacement an organization that unites working-class people against gentrification. Speaker Carl Heastie announced that the New York State Assembly has passed legislation guaranteeing SUNY and CUNY students access to abortion pills. The bill would require New York public colleges and universities to work with authorized providers to administer abortions via medication. The bill now awaits approval by the Senate committee. The Committee on Sanitation and Solid Waste Management met today to discuss new trash rules in the city. WFUV's Grace Galbraith finds out more about the changes to waste collection. Today, the New York City Council Committee on Sanitation and Solid Waste Management met with the New York Department of Sanitation to set new waste collection requirements for the city. Amendments to the waste collection laws include fines for failing to put waste in trash bins and more frequent street inspections. New Yorkers will also not be allowed to put garbage bags on the street before 8 p.m. New York City Councilmember Chi Osei expressed the importance of cleaning up New York City streets.
1: As the summer approaches and more New Yorkers are spending time outside, it is important to make sure our streets are clean and free from trash.
0: Following today's hearing, the New York City Committee on Sanitation and Solid Waste Management will vote on the proposed laws. For WFUV News, I'm Grace Galbraith. Today is the 80th anniversary of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. It was the largest Jewish uprising during World War II. WFVV's Rosie Lenz had the chance to talk to Sonia Klein, a survivor of the Warsaw Ghetto, and hear her important story of Holocaust survival.
2: This week, the Conference on Jewish Material Claims Against Germany launched its new year-long digital campaign, Our Holocaust Story, A Pledge to Remember. It features short videos of survivors and their families sharing testimonies of their struggles and resilience. At the end of every story, the survivor and family make a pledge to remember these stories and to pass them on as lessons. The goal of the campaign is to take some of the responsibility for sharing these stories off the shoulders of survivors and families and invite the world to be part of an important history. I sat down with Sonia Klein, a survivor of the Warsaw Ghetto in Auschwitz, who shared some of her emotional story. Sonia lost her entire family aside from a sister and adopted sister in the camps and became a parental figure to her sister at 14. She remembers all the sufferings that she and her family faced. Because people
3: would want to forget, but I want them to remember. Why? Because it should never, ever, ever happen to any human being again.
2: While it's difficult for Sonia to recall these traumatic memories, She hopes her story will not be forgotten. As the number of living survivors continues to decrease, Sonia knows the importance of sharing her story and the stories of others.
3: If not we, who? And if not now, when? Not too many of us are left.
2: The leaders of the claims conference hope to show that not only did these people survive the Holocaust, but they went on to live full lives. The stories of over 100 survivors will be shared weekly on the campaign's social media pages and kept permanently on the campaign website www.plugetourmember.org. With WFEV News, I'm Rosie Lenz. After 25
0: years of selling over 5 billion DVDs, Netflix plans to end its DVD-by-mail services. The streaming giant initially started out as a DVD-by-mail service, sending DVDs in their iconic red-and-white envelopes. But now, streaming is Netflix's main draw. Netflix's final DVDs will ship out on September 29th. And for some light entertainment history, on this day in 1965, the Beatles released their iconic song, Ticket to Ride, in the U.S. The song spent a week at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. There are over 200 languages at risk of disappearing in New York City. An exhibit in Brooklyn called Anchorage, Babel in Reverse is fighting to preserve these languages at risk of extinction with the help of the Endangered Language Alliance. WFUV's Nicoletta Papavasilakis has more.
1: Under the Dumbo Archway in Brooklyn, you can hear the familiar sounds of New York City. Angry drivers in traffic. Tourists taking photos. The roar of the M train right above. But when that dies down, you'll start to hear something less common. (laughs) Hundreds of languages near extinction in New York City. They're part of an audio-immersive installation called Anchorage, Babel in Reverse. Electronic speakers are strung across the archway. Each one echoes a story, a song, poetry, spoken in different tongues.
3: A big bulk of it is very personal stories about how somebody ended up uh, being pushed out of where they came from and then arrived at the city, events that happened in their personal lives like marriages and uh, deaths and etc. That
1: was Owen Trueblood, one of the creators of the installation. He says for first-time visitors, hearing all these voices could be overwhelming.
3: Suddenly you hear somebody talking behind your head and you're not sure if it's actually a real person or not. It can be a kind of a, a scary experience. But after the
1: potential initial shock, listeners can hear the linguistic diversity of New York
4: City. Part of what makes New York special is the diversity that we have here. And so much of that has to do with language and kind of where everyone's from. kind of harkens back to New York City being a city made by immigrants. It's an immigrant city. That was Joseph Morris,
1: Trueblood's fellow co-creator of the installation. He was particularly drawn to the music when sorting through all the audio.
4: The songs really stick out.
1: This is a song in Loke. It's the native language of an indigenous group from the upper Mustang region of Nepal. She is singing about homesickness or, as its title translates, a longing to see the village. But Morris says you don't necessarily have to know Loke or any of the other multilingual songs in the installation to understand their meanings.
4: There's still a feeling that's captured in them. Oftentimes, they sound like lullabies even, so soothing, but also having a, a sense of longing. Then some of the songs are also, they feel very celebratory at the same time.
1: Morris and Trueblood are tech-driven artists based in Brooklyn. They collaborated with the Endangered Language Alliance, or ELA, in Manhattan, who provided over 200 archived tapes to bring the installation to life.
4: Without them, we could not have made the piece. Those 200 tracks didn't appear from nowhere. They, they're the product of years of, of going out and actively searching and interviewing and um, cataloging these languages.
1: Trueblood says looking at the ELA's research was eye-opening.
4: I was blown away to learn
3: that there are more than 700 languages spoken around the city. And counting, there are probably, there are more.
1: That was Ross Perlin, one of the directors of the ELA. He spent over a decade making an interactive map of all the languages spoken across the city.
3: It's input from hundreds and hundreds of conversations with speakers, language activists from different communities. It was all about sort of filling in that gap that the census leaves where it doesn't really cover most of these languages.
1: Perlin says that his map accounts for seven times the number of languages the New York City census found. Many of these languages fell through the cracks because they're not as widely spoken, and he says that's also a factor that's led to their disappearance.
3: You know, people are under enormous pressure uh, when immigrating here to, uh, you know, to shift not only to English, actually, but to Spanish, Mandarin, Nepali, to other larger languages that are important throughout the city.
1: As a result, over 200 languages spoken in New York City could be lost within two generations.
3: You know, it's, it's an interesting situation. It's where, on the one hand, this is a, a place that receives enormous flows of, of linguistic diversity, but they mostly just kind of flow through here, and all the potential sort of gains of that multilingualism, a lot of it is not realized.
1: But Anchorage Babel in Reverse gives New Yorkers the opportunity to hear the many languages that make up the soundtrack of the city. And who knows? Maybe someone will cross paths with the language they once knew but have since forgotten. With WFUV News, I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis.
0: That was WFUV's Nicoletta Papavasilakis talking about the Endangered Language Exhibition in Dumbo. If you want to learn more about the installation, visit downtownbrooklyn.com. And that's our show for today. I'm Taylor Massetta, And I'm Maya Sargent. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, and culture. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at wfevnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.